Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode two of Tatties and Tofu,、uh, your podcast where we interview Scottish, East, and Southeast Asians about different topics. Today, we are talking about what it's like being biracial and Scottish with our lovely guest, Catherine Scott. Hello, thank you for having me. Finally, I get to be on the podcast. Yes. So, Catherine is a designer born in Dubai but moved to Bonnie, Scotland when she was younger and has stayed here ever since.、Um, and, Catherine, I, you're half Filipino, right? Yes. That is how you like to be、uh-huh. referred to. So, Catherine、yeah. is Scottish, Filipino,、um, and I feel like you have a very unique story just because you didn't grow up in either the Philippines or Scotland. You grew up in like. A totally different place. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, definitely. In a place as well that everyone's always like, oh, wow, it's so fancy. Why did you move to Scotland? I'm like,、uh, well, my dad's from Scotland, that's why. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure the struggles that you've faced are probably unique in that as well, because you have like almost a triple, you're a triple threat.、Yeah. Scottish, Dubai, and Filipino. <laughs> yeah. But then again, I wouldn't say I was like Dubaian or whatever, because Even though I was born there, I don't know if like, people would say that I'm from, from Dubai. Yeah, I don't know what you'd say. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot about where you connect to personally. Yeah. And because I've lived in Scotland, I think, for longer now, yeah. So then I'd say like, I'm Scottish, I guess. So just to give the viewers some context,、uh, me and Catherine met at Grey School of Art.、Uh, we both ended up doing Comdes, and on day one, Kat. Sat next to me, and I was like, Oh, who's this ethnically ambiguous lady? <laughs> She's exotic, <laughs> she, she is exotic. And then I found out you were half Filipino, half Scottish, and I was like, Yes, another Asian. <laughs> yeah, um, we were the only Asians in that course, yeah, except、um, well, not Asian, but Asian, another person, but like you could count it on your fingers how many. Yeah. People of color or whatever were there. There were so few of us.、Mm. Um, but also, Catherine, you are the first Southeast Asian on the podcast.、Yes. Hopefully, not the last. <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah. not the last.、Um, I feel like, I don't know about you, but I feel like a lot of the times Southeast Asia is left out whenever we talk about Asian representation. Yeah, definitely. Because whenever, like, even with me, like, I've been mistaken for, I don't know how, but like Chinese and that. So it's, it's only, the only Asian is Chinese, Japanese, Korean. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's so ironic because you do not look Chinese at、no. all. I don't know why I look, but. Yeah. For the viewers that are maybe having a look on Instagram, Kat is very clearly not East Asian. So let's. Get a start on our topic today, which is about being biracial. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like、um, there's probably going to be more episodes about this in the future because it's just such a general topic, isn't it? It's so vast as well. Everyone's experiences are different. Exactly. And then, even like us being, like me being Scottish, like white and East Asian, will. Have different experience from being white and Southeast Asian.、Mm. And then, even people who are like black and East Asian, for example, will have a totally different view. So, biracial is used very loosely. I feel like maybe for this episode, it's very 
white and Asian sandwich. So um, yeah, but if you're if you're Asian and something else, please reach out because that would be really fun to talk about your experience and interesting. Yeah. So our first question is, what is being biracial and how has it affected your own identity and your own culture? Well, I'll give the loose, uh, what is it, definition of biracial, I guess, saying that being part of two races, obviously mine's Scottish and Filipina. So my mum is Filipino, my dad is Scottish. But for me, I never really um, thought about my ethnicity or like my nationality and stuff like that until like honestly when you brought up like with the Asian hate and stuff like that before like I guess I never thought about it like oh I'm just a person I don't know (laughs) I never thought of like my Asian background and stuff or like side I mean oh my gosh I'm the enforcer of Catherine's identity issues now yeah (laughs) no I'm like oh my gosh I think about it all the time no it's definitely more prominent now like I think about it more than I did before which I guess is a good thing because now also I've been looking more into like like into the culture and traditions of the Philippines and like Mm -hmm. wanting to learn the language and stuff which has not been going so well (laughs) just now but but learning about even the folk tales and stuff like that Mm -hmm. all that the history your mom must be super excited that you're interested right (laughs) Um, yes, but also, like, I'd say, like, oh, can you teach me Tagalog? But then she's like, no, you need a proper instructor. <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, your time has came and gone. It's, it's all on you now. <laughs> I know, it'd be so much easier if I was, like, taught when I was younger, because then it'd be, like, a second language, literally, like, yeah. it'd be so easy, but... Yeah. I think that's another interesting point, is, um, because my mom's the same. She didn't really teach me Japanese when I was a kid. Oh, wow. I thought she did. That's why you know, like, so much. No, she shipped me off to my grandparents for four weeks one summer, and I had to learn for survival. Um, (laughs) Survival. (laughs) But did your mom ever give a reason why she she didn't really teach you? I don't think so. It's just, like, she would know, because in the Philippines, they can kind of speak tag... No, wait. What do you call it? What is that? When it's like, it's not Spanglish, but it's like English and Tagalog. I don't know what you call it. Tagalish or something. Um, So they can do that. So it's like informal way of speaking, which I feel like it's better to know that than like, I'm going to speak proper all the time. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. My mum just told me she was like, I had bigger priorities on my mind than teaching you Japanese. And I was like, yeah, now that I'm working with kids in schools, I get it. Yeah. Like, I totally get it. Mm. There's um, it's a a big commitment, but it's also yeah, like all my biracial friends I know that didn't like learn the language or didn't have the opportunity to, are all just so disappointed. Yeah, it's <laughs> so annoying. I wish I could, cause then, cause also with like, I remember I went once out with my mum and her friends, and like they're speaking Tagalog in that, which mm-hmm. I can understand some words, cause then some words they say in English. And then I can, like, get a rough idea of what they're talking about. But it's not like I can, like, respond and stuff like that, which mm-hmm. I wish I could do that. Yeah. And I think it's, um, like, just any language, knowing another language anywhere is so much 
not so much fun but it's just nice to connect with other people yeah because even like I went on Erasmus to France and like while there obviously you have to learn a bit because the people there might not know English as well so that made me be like oh I want to learn French now and then when I've been to other countries like Spain I'm like oh I want to learn Spanish now because it's so interesting yeah I I think I mean isn't the Philippines one of like the biggest populations in the world right if you learn <laughs> I, I'm so bad at pronouncing it t- 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 Tagalog t- yeah Tagalog or Tagalog as some people would say like no I used to say it because I never heard I never heard somebody say it I never heard somebody say it and now it's just in my head but um yeah you would be able to speak to so many people and I believe in your language journey yes thank you stay strong (laughs) um my next question are since you have such a unique experience of like living in two well you've lived in Scotland and Dubai and then also you have visited the Philippines before right yeah um what are the differences you faced in each country in regard to your identity well in Dubai obviously I was so young so I can't really remember much experiences there but like going obviously to Philippines then like, I'm not obviously looking full Filipino, but then again, there's a stereotype of what Asians look like or Filipinos look like, especially with, like, the colonization and things. Like, mm. lot of Philippines look different. They could look uh, Japanese or Chinese or wherever else. Like, even Spanish as well, because I've heard, like, people, like, in America, getting mistaken, like, oh, I thought you were Mexican or, like, Spanish mm. or something like that. So there are, like, um, similarities in that with their facial features and things but like I feel like if I when I did go to Philippines I felt like obviously you get looked at because you have paler skin and might not have the features of what they do in the Philippines and as well as like the beauty standards in Philippines it's lighter skin like all the celebrities most of them have lighter skin and things and maybe are mixed um but yeah even like sometimes I think like what is it that like when I'm walking about in Scotland or Philippines, like with my mum or dad, I'm thinking like, do I look like my mum or dad? Like, do, would people think like, is that your child <laughs> or mm-hmm. whoever? Yeah. Yeah. Talking about that, I have some friends who have told me like, because of like bad stereotypes that whenever they're out with their dad, who's maybe like white, mm-hmm. they have to like really clearly be like, dad, can I get this? Or dad, what are you ordering? Just because she... Like, she knows that some people have looked at them and be like, that's his younger Asian wife. Oh, my goodness. Because they have these stereotypes in their yeah. head. But then again, see that stereotype where it's, like, the older, like, British man and then young Filipino. That's, like, exactly with, like, uh, my friends, like, mums and stuff where the mum is, like, obviously young Filipino. And then the... Well, maybe not, like, they're a lot... Like, the age gap is big, but, like, it's a Filipino woman and then a white British Mm -hmm. man so that's like a big stereotype that's like real with my friend group that are Filipino half Filipino half Scottish English stuff like that yeah I wonder if it's just um because I was talking about this with my half Japanese friends as well and a lot of them actually have um like American dads Japanese mums and uh I was asking like why do you think that is and they were saying they think it's actually like 
Japanese men are either too sh- like not willing to kind of step out of the mold and meet like foreign women or it's kind of like the stereotypes they have of foreign women not Japanese women is quite negative whereas like maybe Japanese women don't have these ingrained stereotypes of what foreign men are like yeah or maybe they find them like more attractive or something other countries I don't know the women some whenever I go to Tokyo some of the most attractive people get on my trains and I feel like I'm in one of those like dating simulators (laughs) yeah they're all set up so nicely but Mm. yeah I I think it's gross that uh, as young women we feel the need to make it clear that our dads are our dads yeah but then again I don't because I've like shown pictures to friends or like some people from my work or something and I've shown pictures they said like oh you look like your mum mum and then my brother looks like my dad and stuff like that or like I look like my dad sometimes I'm like oh I don't see it but obviously Mm -hmm. it's me yeah I I can't tell who you look like more I look like actually oh, right, okay I feel like yeah. you're just in the middle because I've seen both your mom and your dad yeah and as well as my mom obviously having darker skin yeah a bit darker skin yeah have you ever found it like difficult to describe your background when you're in Scotland like have you had people ask what are you what are you oh my gosh are you? I'm like uh, I don't know <laughs> you would... um oh I definitely had the where are you from like in work when I've so obviously after uni I was in Aberdeen so then I w- when I moved back here in Wishaw um and I've been working part-time just not anything to do with design but just working in a place and like there's I guess Glaswegian or like proper Scottish folk in that here so maybe they don't hear they haven't seen like I don't know if it's anything to do with my appearance or like my accent definitely it's like oh you're American or something but they always ask like oh where are you from I was like oh right I thought you were American and then I was like oh my gosh and I've had like not so much now but since I've started there like every week without fail someone saying like where are you from where are you from and then I have like the script saying like oh so I wasn't born in Scotland obviously because my accent I was born in Dubai but then I've lived in Scotland for 13 years or something so yeah it's just repetitive it's just I know people are trying to be nice but it's just so like it just gets tiring doesn't it yeah I'm just like oh my gosh again yeah just start making up a new life story I'd say I mean I I could say like oh yeah I'm from America and I would say like oh I've never been to America though but I was born in Kansas and then my parents had to uh, move so we moved to Ireland for five years and then we moved <laughs> to Wales see I've gotten that before where <laughs> it's mainly Canadian or like American but sometimes I've gotten like Irish I was like oh okay sometimes oh. it's like a hint of Scottish d- depending on what I say in that but yeah it's like everywhere and once when I was it was like a part-time job as well like um, I don't know it's like a factory or something like that um I was working somewhere and like obviously I've heard all these people saying like oh your accent's from like different places and I heard this one boy speaking to me I was like where is his accent from it sounds like Polish Scottish like American maybe I was like so this is what I sound like I sound weird yeah it was a mirror reflection yeah yeah I I like your accent though it's like I don't know anybody else with your accent ah yeah so yeah it's unique it's nice but it's also like 
annoying because obviously you stand out from everyone else mm-hmm. and like people know it's like oh you're not from here you're not from scotland so it's a bit annoying sometimes but do you ever feel like a bit alienated because of that like people are asking you like as if you're not scottish where are you yeah i think so see again i don't know if it's to do that like i mean like my appearance or anything like that so because obviously my accent's like the first thing no not the first thing but like second thing that you would notice from me so yeah i definitely feel like i'm not one of the scottish people scottish folk (laughs) glaswegians yeah i um i feel that too like in your school or primary school did they ever like sing flower of scotland or something and i remember there was a boy in my class who was pakistani his like parents were pakistani and i just remember like both of us feeling so uncomfortable singing the national anthem because people were like the other kids in the class would be like why are you singing it that way or something no they're like why are you singing the scottish national anthem yeah you're pakistani you're japanese why are you singing it and it's like because we're at a school assembly (laughs) and we were both born here as well so yeah yeah see i don't even know the scottish national anthem so (laughs) i couldn't even say it just now Well, guys that's it it's time to get her kicked out (laughs) the board says i've got my passport actually scottish passport (laughs) right well tell that tell that to the judge (laughs) um the next question is like i think one that's quite important and kind of a difficult topic, which is what difficulties and cultural differences do we face between us and our parents? Because obviously our parents aren't biracial. And for both of us, our parents grew up in countries where they were the majority. Yeah, definitely. Like they were the dominant race. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but I definitely think, like even my mum who's migrated to Scotland, and she'll say this too, her, there's lots of things that I go through that she doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that? Well, I listened to that first podcast, so I know all about that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, with like, um, obviously, let's say, like racism, things like that, when I've said like, oh, this person called me that C word, racist word that you use to call Chinese people or something, um, and I've said that before to like, like my mum or dad, but then they're like, oh, but I wouldn't have thought like you looked Asian or something. So how come, how can they say that? I'm like, but they did. So I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've had that too. I've had somebody ask why I'm offended by that word when I'm not Chinese. Yeah. I mean, I don't get so offended. I don't know. It's obviously not a nice thing to hear, but I'm not like losing sleep over it, I guess, but it's just like wow they're ignorant okay that's Mm -hmm. it like oh of course yeah I'm just one type of Asian like it's not bigger than that obviously I'm Filipino or half Filipino sorry Mm -hmm. yeah and I I definitely feel that from my family as well like sometimes they'll use words like the c word when describing like takeaways and stuff like that Uh uh-huh and it doesn't matter really how many times I've said, some of them just don't get it. Yeah. And that's something that's really frustrating because 
that's your own family but they aren't understanding what you're going through as a biracial person yeah and it's how they're raised obviously because even like I've shared this story with you with like um in my scheme area sort of thing there's like these little kids that were calling me that c-word and like not to my face like some little kid said to me like oh are you Chinese I was like no and then he said well these little kids here have been calling you the c-word I was like oh right okay and then at that point I was like wow I've obviously not accepted at all like I feel an outcast already like even in my bit here which I haven't really seen any other people of color that I know of anyway maybe they don't really go out much but (laughs) I mean we talked about this a bit in one of our Facebook messenger chats like how some things we feel that maybe our mums wouldn't realize is actually racist just because they didn't grow up being the outsider Mm. whereas we've grown up being the outsider so it's easier for us to it's easier for us to recognize but also it kind of hurts more I think because we've been on the receiving end so much like it's, since we were growing up you yeah know? especially obviously as I said only recently did I like notice my like identity I guess my ethnicity where it's like two sides Scottish and Filipino but then like seeing Filipinos here and them seeing you and they're like oh I didn't think that you're Filipino or like Scottish people seeing you they're like oh I thought I didn't I don't think that you're white or you look Asian or something I don't know yeah it's like you're an outsider on both sides because as you were saying when you visit the Philippines people are like staring at you and I feel that too in Japan like people staring at me or like they speak in Japanese assuming that I won't understand it Uh, and you're like I do yeah (laughs) are they saying bad things I mean I've had people say bad things before yeah and I just glare at them and I think they realize that I understand yeah But it's just one of the um, biggest things I always hated was whenever I was in the UK and I'd say like, oh, yeah, I actually receive racism when I'm in Japan Mm. Um, because they see that I'm they think that I'm white. And uh, the amount of times somebody has said, what? But you you don't you don't even look white. You look so Japanese. It's like. Yeah, to you, because it's just so kind of, it's putting me in a box. It's like, I look so Japanese to you specifically, because mm. you haven't seen enough Asian people to know yeah, what a true. Japanese person would look like. Yeah. I stick out like a sore thumb. I have freckles, pale skin. Oh, right. Yeah. My nose is quite big. Really? Know, compared oh, wow. to like Japanese people. Mm. And then I get the exact same thing in Japan. They're like, what, you get racism in Scotland, but you look so white. Really? Wow. Yeah. See, even like in, well, I don't know if it's Japan or like Korea, China, stuff like that, where I've seen like the TikToks where they're doing like the face things where it's like their original, their natural face, and then they make themselves lighter and like thinner nose and stuff like that. So like, how can people from japan korea and china say like oh you don't look that certain race it's like but your people there in those countries do look i don't know if that makes sense yeah 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 i don't know i i think people just have this very preconceived idea of race being in boxes and that just doesn't fit for biracial people no definitely not like we don't have to look white or asian we we just 
we're in the middle so like we have our own little box yeah yeah. I don't want to even call it a box it's like a spectrum yeah but it's just I think it's because I'd rather be one or the other because it's so isolating sometimes because obviously as we've been talking about like to Asians you're not Asian enough to whites you're not white enough or whatever so I'd rather be one or the other to make it easier on myself instead of having to stress over that kind of thing yeah it's so true and people have these like preconceived ideas of what we will be like as well I think yeah like oh you're Filipino you must be great at singing karaoke yeah we are though so (laughs) it's true you must be great at cooking yeah you must use fish sauce and okay fish sauce i do use fish sauce and everything (laughs) (laughs) but i'm not good at cooking so that's not a good stereotype oh my gosh i literally cannot cook it saved my life (laughs) yeah there's just these like already ideas i think in people's head and it's so true about it being isolating you know because even though there's people who are like mixed race the same as you like my friends most of my filipino or half filipino friends obviously they're like half english half filipino like i can relate with them at least i can like chat to them and about things like that or just anything else in general but it's still like you feel alone because like why do it (laughs) it's not a bad thing because there's people that are like oh but it must be so good to have two cultures like yeah it is good actually because I feel like Scottish people are white white people with culture because obviously we have the dances, Kayleys, the food, fish and chips, haggis. <laughs> that's our culture. Yeah, I, I think that's... Yeah, I'm, I'm really glad to be Scottish because our culture is so deep and rich. Yes. Yeah. The next question is, do we feel like we have a right to talk about the Asian experience? And um, just to give this a bit of context... Is I notice a lot when I'm on TikTok, which I know isn't an accurate representation of the world, but especially in America, I've seen a lot of like Asian, like full, fully East Asian, Southeast Asian people saying, for example, that we can't talk about the sea slur because we're half white. Um, I've seen people being like complaining about half white, half Asian people. Um, and like creating a weird divide so that's why I wanted to ask do we feel like we have a right to talk about the Asian experience how do you feel about that I think we definitely do have the right but with like for me anyway like with my identity I don't feel that I it probably has nothing to do with it though it has nothing to do with like your appearance but for me I don't feel like I look Asian enough so then people think like you don't look Asian, so how can you even say that you've been called these racist things or whatever? For me, that's what I think. But I feel like we should be able to talk about it because you do experience these things. And even if it's maybe some people who are half of whatever other race, but yeah, um, even if they may not have like faced any sort of racism, they're still like, like even though it's not them facing the racism, it's there's... They can, yeah, still empathize with those who are fully of that other race that they may have, or yeah, no, I I understand what you're saying. Like they yeah. can still have an understanding to a certain level of yeah what they're going through. And I always felt like in Scotland, as soon as you're kind of the tiniest bit different, you get lumped together. Like me and my two friends in high school, two of them 
their parents were from Hong Kong and I think we gelled so well because it's like we knew exactly what we were all going through Mm, like we were all like yeah we get called a sea slur we feel the the brunt of the kind of white beauty standards we know that people think Asians are this and that and I that's why I was interested to hear your answer to the question but also so shocked to see that there was that kind of divide in America between Asians like fully Asians and then mixed race people because I feel like here we're quite like East and Southeast Asian people were quite um what's the word like we come together yeah quite Uh well like there's a level of support yeah for each other especially after the pandemic because we're all like we get what it's been like being Mm -hmm. Asian here yeah but then again like not to do with like if even half Asian or whatever can talk about their experiences and stuff but like as I said with other Asians who's have lived here Filipinos they'll say that I don't look Filipino so then I think like oh maybe I'm not allowed to speak about these experiences because oh you don't look Filipino so you can't have any issues or worries or I think that's such a toxic um way to put experience down to your looks yeah I don't know it's not that someone said that to me but that's what maybe I just think because I've heard it so many times like I've been because in Scotland I think like there's no Filipino restaurants and stuff at all like I think there's like one place where you can get Filipino snacks but um like going to um England where my friend who's half Filipino I visited her and she has a big group of like Filipino friends which is so cool because I've not really had that here um like even in uni in Aberdeen I didn't really know anyone that was Filipino I saw some people I'm like oh are you Filipino thinking that but um yeah and even them like they'd see me I'm pretty sure and think like oh you're you don't look Filipino like I wouldn't have thought that you're Filipino because like I've even asked like saying like oh yeah I'm half Filipino and they're like oh I didn't think that oh I was like oh so what do I look like then just like a white person or something (laughs) yeah so it's it, also like what yeah. what do they think filipino people look like yeah i know exactly like i feel like the philippines is one of the most diverse looking places because you guys have been oh your islands and the perfect spot for people to just or not in the perfect spot for people to come and go but for yeah people really wanted you guys people yeah. really wanted you guys <laughs> they did your favorite yeah. so there's I don't think somebody can say a Filipino person looks like this. Yeah, definitely not. Because I've seen, like, even, like, um, I've not learned recently, but, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago or something, we have a family family friend, yeah, from in Dubai. They've moved to England as well. But I thought, like, I swear I thought they were, like, oh, are they, like, Korean or Chinese or something? And then when I said to my mom that, she's, like, no, they're Filipino. I was, like, what? <laughs> To me, they, I can't say like, oh yeah, they look Chinese or Filipino, um, Korean or something. But like, to me, that's, <laughs> I don't want to seem like I'm racist or something. No, no. It's or like the, typing now. yeah, the way you've been kind of treated has probably impacted on the way you then view what Filipino yeah, people look Yeah, what they look like. like, which they don't, which from that point, I was like, oh my goodness, how did I think like they only look a certain way? They look like, like, as I said, like Spanish, maybe they might look or like 
from Japan or something because mm-hmm. obviously they were colonized by like the whole world almost it seems yeah. <laughs> in the past so they, we are bound to look like different races because even um what do you say like African American African British or something like that they think that some Filipinos are black or something like that because mm-hmm. of like really dark skin their hair is like almost afro really curly yeah and, yeah because even indigenous Filipinos yes. looked totally I think they were the ones that had quite curly hair right and really dark mm-hmm. skin yeah so there's yeah there's no there's no one Filipino face yes exactly uh-huh. <laughs> and you are a half Filipino face so uh. <laughs> whatever yeah. anybody says um mm. so own it <laughs> yeah I will thank you the next one's a bit more of a positive question so what are the benefits of being biracial? It sounds like um, a skincare advert. The benefits. If you're biracial, you get to have 90% reduced wrinkles up until the age of 70. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what are the benefits of being biracial and what do we take from it? I think the benefits for me is the food, different types of food, <laughs> especially the Filipino food. <laughs> mm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, having those two cultures, being able to like learn about those different cultures and like how similar but also different they are as well. Like with the dances, Kaylee's in the Philippines, there's like a tinny cling or something. I can't remember how it's called. <laughs> but yeah, they have like different also styles of um, their outfits, I guess you'd say. Like you'd mm-hmm. wear the barong, I think, in the Philippines. And then here in Scotland, it would be the kilt stuff like that sometimes that would be the traditional wear but learning all about that things as well as as i said the folk tales from the philippines is different from the ones or could be similar kind of to the ones in scotland as well so yeah learning about all that stuff like recently as i said i've wanted to learn more about the philippines history and the traditions and things like that yeah and you guys are blessed with one of the best accents, like English-speaking accents, I feel. I love a Filipino accent. Oh, yeah. I feel like they sound American or something like that. <laughs> That's why they're, like, most... I've, I don't know if it's true, like, statistics or whatever, but they're most used, like, in the call centres because they have such, like, really? a soft and gentle, clear accent and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think it's just a very kind-sounding accent. Like, someday make an audiobook, but with the Filipino accent, please. See, if other Filipinos were listening to this, they'd be like, what are you talking about? Like, it's the Filipinos have learned, like, English well, where it's like, they sound American almost, and it's very clear. But then the ones that are, like, in the Philippines, it might not be the best. And they're like, what, no, what are you I talking about? I prefer that. I prefer, really? like, yeah, the, the, like, I can speak English, but I'm holding on to my accent type of yeah. accent. I love it so uh-huh. much i've i've followed these like instagram pages to do like filipino sort of relatable things and they talk about like oh when your mum and stuff like that is like telling you off or whatever and they're using the accent and things like that and they're mimicking <laughs> it and it's so funny <laughs> yeah. or like um filipino parties what it's like and stuff like that yeah i think it's so nice having those elements because it's something that like, I don't know about you, but sometimes my, like, Scottish friends would be talking about the way their mums tell them off or do something. And I'm like, my mum doesn't do that. 
you yeah, know? Yeah. But then when you get these pages, like the Instagram pages, you're like, oh my gosh, finally somebody gets it. Yeah, and it's so funny as well. But like even like some, not all people here, but like some like teenagers and that, how they speak to their parents, I'm like, oh my gosh, I could never do that. <laughs> oh yeah, I would be murdered. Yeah. <laughs> I I would not be here making this podcast <laughs> for you guys. Um, I also think one of the benefits is uh, when you find somebody else who's from a similar background as you, it just feels like really exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and there's just that kind of connection. Like, I definitely feel it with my half Japanese friends of just really specific niches that both like, white and Asian people wouldn't get but when you're biracial you just you can have those deeper conversations because it's like you really understand yeah no definitely Uh uh-huh you know I feel that too even this conversation we've had I think is very specific to our experiences as biracial people yeah so with that uplifting talk of um food being the best benefit of being biracial (laughs) (laughs) the only benefit now (laughs) what do we hope for the future for biracial people what do you think um hopefully world peace yes world peace (laughs) peace and love um to feel more comfortable and not so like for me i just overthink all the time where i'm like oh i don't look asian enough so these Asian people are not going to accept me or Filipinos are not going to accept me or something like that and yeah that for me is like just overthinking all the time about that kind of stuff yeah I I agree I personally think there needs to stop being this um need to categorize biracial people you know because I feel like oh if you're if you're quite more um white looking biracial person you will be categorized as white Whereas if you're slightly more Asian looking, you're just categorized immediately as Asian. Like people will call me Japanese all the time, you know, even though I relate more to Scottish culture. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I I just think there needs to, there needs to be this acceptance of like, you don't have to be one or the other. You can just be biracial. (laughs) Yeah. No, I was going to say actually like, just me saying like oh really there I meant like I mean what I was meaning was that I didn't realize that you felt that way but obviously you do because you were born in Scotland well you were mm-hmm. born in Scotland yeah so you're born yeah. and lived in Scotland for so long so obviously you're gonna feel like more Scottish so <laughs> I wasn't yeah. thinking that at the time when I was like oh right really <laughs> I was the same yeah. as you though I don't think I really recognized what race was until I was like primary two or three mm. because like, I didn't even recognize that my mom was different from, like, her or some yeah. of her friends were different. Mm-hmm. Um, They were just these ladies. <laughs> they were just women. Yeah. And I think it was once I was, like, yeah, getting through primary school, I was like, oh, wait, I'm actually different from these people. They aren't eating rice. Yeah, all the like, time. For dinner. <laughs> yeah. They're eating rice all the time. They don't watch anime you know (laughs) yeah things like that so I hope well I mean it's going to be a more diverse future for sure and I hope that with that comes just this idea of you don't have to be one or the other Mm -hmm. any message you'd like to give to biracial people for example that are listening in um don't 
try and look for acceptance from other people as well. I think that's a very good message, especially for biracial people. Mm. With that, I think that's all of our questions. Um, if you would like to follow Catherine, our fabulous designer. Please follow uh, me. <laughs> yeah, she does really funky, different types of design. She does illustration, graphic design. She does it all. So you can follow her on Instagram at k.scott, double T's, underscore design. You can also follow Tatties and Tofu on Instagram at Tatties and Tofu, where I will be posting uh, some stuff about Catherine. So you can also find her there. Um, thank you for listening. I hope that this gave a bit of an insight of what it's like to be biracial living in Scotland. Um, and thank you, Catherine, for being here and agreeing to do this after your like 12 hour shift. I was forced to do this. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I mean, she isn't getting paid. She is not getting paid. <laughs> it's volunteer work for charity. <laughs> yeah, thank you for being here. Yeah, no worries. I liked it. This is fun. I can't wait to hear the next episode. I'm not going to listen to my own episode. I can't listen to my voice. So There we <laughs> go. See, she's already promoting episode three. Yes. So please listen into the next episode and I will catch you guys later.